0: Good morning everybody. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. That is election day. And if you haven't voted already, go out and vote. If you got a plan to vote, go vote. I'm gonna vote after work actually, because I gotta get to work now after I drop my kids off of the bus. So I'm on my way back home, I'm voting and I have not been able to do early voting because where I live they don't do that, that little voting section. So or at least haven't looked into it. And I don't want to do mail-in ballots, I don't know. Call me old-fashioned, but I'd like to go in in person. Anyways, I hope you're all doing well. We are uh, wrapping up our section on structural violence today. And then after this, there's going to be a smattering of all sorts of violent topics. (laughs) And that's going to really wrap up this whole section on violence, and we can start looking into more different topics, lots of other stuff that does not have an easy answer, and that is what you're listening to, No Easy Answer. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending your podcast hours with me. Um, I hope this show is a blessing to you, that it draws you closer to God and helps you understand the world a little bit better, and if it does, great. If it doesn't, then stop wasting your time. Find something better to do. So, uh, with that, what we're talking about today is neutral structures, and specifically, as Christians, can we go out and attack other neutral structures, or any neutral structure? Now, the past few episodes, I've been talking about neutral structures, kind of what they are, what they do, and and a few examples of them, and there's many more examples that I'm not going to go into, because once you get the principles down, you can kind of apply it, and then you got to make the hard thing, which is actually make a decision. And... Typically, it's not just make a decision, it's make decisions, plural, uh, constantly and continually about how we interact with these things. But our vision always must be set upon Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And He is the only one that can guide us and direct us in all this craziness, which is our lovely, beautiful world that He's put together for us. So, um, last week I was kind of talking about political parties and how the whole thing works, and there's something really big and important I forgot to mention. And I can't think about what that is right now either. Maybe it'll come out. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see if it shows up in this episode. I, I think it will because the whole point is is really to talk about <clears throat> if we, as the church, as a body of Christ, as individuals who are trying to follow Jesus, um, that's who I'm uh, including in this group. And I would expect the world to do certain things and be under the power of the evil one and to be under the power of the devil, the divider, who wants to keep us divided. I would expect, this would be my expectation, that he's going to pit neutral structures against other neutral structures. That is what he does. He's out to get us and he wants to cause us pain and grief and misery. And one of the ways he can do that is to have structures fighting each other. And that is, uh, that makes the devil very happy. Um, Now, I'm not saying that conflict is always a bad thing. No, conflict is normal, but the question is how do we resolve our conflicts, or even how we live with our conflicts, um, that we can actually testify to God's grace and goodness constantly. So we're always going to be engaged in conflict. That's not, never going to go away. But... How do we engage in that conflict? And that's what this is about. So, I, uh, I kind of want to talk about um, one example. So, again, kind of going on the, the political thing, and, and this is going to be, woo. this is going to be real pertinent, potentially, depending on what happens today, tomorrow, the next few days, next few weeks, uh, depending how this election goes. It's because This could become incredibly pertinent, and I feel like this is incredibly important to talk about. So I'm just going to jump right in, and we're going to get detailed, we're going to call out names, well, maybe not a whole lot of names, but we're going to talk about some potential scenarios, and why, what our role is as Christians, to be different than just being pitted against each other to the joy and satisfaction of the evil one. May the Lord rebuke him. So... What I want to look at is, okay, let, let's talk about this, and, and I want to bring it into the lens of one specific topic, and that's actually going to be our first topic about violence, and that is the one of, of abortion. Um, so starting next week, we're going to go into it and talk about different things of violence, and I'm going to try to go semi-alphabetical, uh, so we're going to go from abortion to war, I'm kind of marching down a few different topics that uh, we deal with constantly, or see in our world constantly, and how we as Christians can be different lights in the middle of all those different types of topics, bring some understanding to them and whatnot. But I want to talk about this one in particular because I kind of feel like this is the main motivating voting point of most evangelical Christians within the United States at this time. And I remember very clearly, and I might have mentioned this um, in a previous podcast, but I remember very clearly years ago, many years ago before the advent of Donald Trump or even whatnot, I think this was even when Bush was president. Uh, not Bush Sr., but Bush W. Um, she mentioned that it didn't matter if Satan himself was running for president. If they were against abortion, she would vote for them. And I called her out on that, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are you serious? So if this person did... Ex- this, and this, and this, and that, and this, and that, and I just listed out the whole list of all the different evil things that any leader could potentially do, Uh, but they were against abortion, and they worked to make abortion illegal, you would vote for them? It's like, yes, I would. Um, So that, to me, was showing me, A, that the most important thing in her mind, the most important thing within her scope of vision is that of abortion, that no other evil could trump the evil of abortion, and therefore the only good the exclusive only good that could ever be done by a Christian would be to abolish abortion. Uh, And I, I most certainly have some issues with that because I feel like there are multiple goods that God wants to do in this world. There are many things that his kingdom is advancing on. And I, by no means, support abortion. But I'm not to the degree that I say that is it. I believe, and I see it time after time after time in the Bible, when the followers of God begin to replace the things of God or the concepts of God with God himself, so that God is no longer a living being and they can speak to us, they can indicate to us what he actually wants us to do, then we are severely lost. When we fall into a severe case of idolatry where we're not following God anymore, but we're following this thing that comes from God we think is good, and therefore we must come out and defend it and fight for it. And I would say, in general, um, this happens a lot. Now, can there be cases, and, and this goes even just beyond the evangelical church, I'd say with even within the Catholic church. I think they just came out recently and were talking about how, uh, no, in this election, the the right to life or the, the value of life trumps, no pun intended, uh, trumps all other um, issues when we are uh, called to cast our vote that we need to fight for the unborn more than anything else. This is by far the most important thing to look at and to consider beyond any other issue, beyond any other problem, beyond any other thing that might come to the forefront. This, this one thing is the thing. So if you're gonna vote, you gotta vote about this one thing. The end of legal abortion. there's a of things we could talk about that That's kind of bleeding into the next episode But what I want to say is Is that is there any way For any given evil That we as Christians could say This is it Whoever supports This evil We must rise up Fight them And oppose them Tooth and nail Does that ever happen? Can that ever occur? Now, um, I will say, there are many cases where people are doing this, actually. I remember, I believe it's, oh, what's the name of that? The Westboro Baptist Church, who goes out there and, you know, protests from the abortion clinics. There are people who have bombed abortion clinics. There are people that have done, you know, things to threaten the doctors of abortion clinics because they believe that the evil of abortion is so grand, is so great, that my duty now as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, is to go and to fight, with violence, the people that support or are committing abortion. Now, uh, here's the thing. We're talking about uh, neutral structures, right? So let's talk about the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party does support abortion. They're very much into, quote-unquote, women's rights. And we're going to talk about what that actually means or what that doesn't mean in the next episode. But, 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 with that... The question now becomes, we have a party, a political party, that does support this evil of abortion, as I would consider to be very clear within the scriptures that abortion is not a good thing. So is it our job as Christians to to rise up and fight against this political party or any neutral structure that supports an evil? That's the question. Let's look at this from a few different perspectives. I think the first thing to consider is, one, is it correct to assume or to think that any neutral structure should be (laughs) evil-less, that is, free of evil? Is it correct to assume that any individual could be potentially free of evil? I would say that is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) We live in a world that is corrupted by evil. We live in a broken world. Sin is everywhere. It is pervasive. And to think that we can be without sin is to be truly within the fullness of the deception of sin itself. So first and foremost, I would argue That there is no such thing as a neutral structure and even a good structure that is truly free from sin and the effects of evil within our world. That does not happen. Now, I understand that to be free of evil or to say you're being free of evil is a far cry from that of promoting evil. And this is where we start to look into the difference between a neutral structure and an evil structure. Because an evil structure is something that is actively promoting evil Uh, whereas a neutral structure is just trying to do its thing and in the process it might do some good things and it might do some bad things but it's trying on purpose to do some purpose within the world that may not be totally aligned with the kingdom of god but it's not necessarily aligned totally with doing outright evil nonetheless we know the tendency of these things is towards evil unless the hand of God is upon it, and there are people within that structure fighting diligently and striving diligently to uh, do that which is good and direct that structure to do good, then it will tend towards evil. That is the reality of the situation. But what happens here when we have a political party that is supporting something that's intrinsically evil? Well, first thing I'd say is To me, it's a fallacy to assume that one party is supporting intrinsic evil while the other one is not. I would argue they all support intrinsic evil. (laughs) Every single party supports something that is intrinsically evil against the heart of God. Um, And I would say the Bible is very clear that there really is no government that has ever existed on this earth that has not done something that is evil. Uh, or supported something as evil Even going back to King David If you're going to look for the best example of a ruler Man, he messed up I mean, and I'm not just talking about Bathsheba I'm talking about a lot of stuff afterwards He messed up I mean, and it brought the division of the kingdom In the way that he couldn't quite figure out How to be a good dad, be a good ruler at the same time It brought division And it brought a mess A big mess uh, And to think like, oh yeah, this is, this is our prime example. It's not a very good example, <laughs> to be honest with you. David was an excellent psalmist. He was an excellent fighter. He was an excellent one that looked after the heart of God when he was on the run. But man, you get into power, things change. And he is an excellent example of that. Um, so to think that we can say, yes, there is some sort of neutral structure, a.k.a. a powerful or political structure, or economic structure, or uh... artistic structure, anything like that, familiar structure, business structure, that really is free of evil is incorrect, at the very least, and laughable at the best. It's just not something that exists. So if we are going to go around casting the first stone, um... Then we need to be very clear That whatever we are supporting Whatever party we believe that is the best Is also at the very same, very same time Bent towards evil just like everything else So that's number one um, Number two when we look at any party, those every party is active and dynamic and they're made up of people and they're made up of certain things and they have certain values and certain reasons that guide them and direct them, whether they be explicit or implicit. And many times they're guided through deception. Uh, that's very clear. And so the thing that we see in action is not so much... Uh, You know the the, what we see in action really, truly is the act of the evil one in bringing about deception upon the people that are holding to a certain idea or concept, as it says in Ephesians six. Going back to us, our war is not against flesh and blood, and this is the most important thing to be clear. It's against these powers and principalities and these uh, governors in the spiritual realms, and to bring down these strongholds. Right, that is our fight. And so if we fight a neutral structure, the idea is not to fight the people within that neutral structure. The idea is to fight against the structure itself and more specifically to fight against the spiritual powers that are within and over and directing that structure. Now, with that, the key here, I believe the key to all of this is when we get to the structure, and because it gets so easy, it gets so easy, that the, and I'm going to come back to the key in a second. The tendency of our flesh, the tendency of our politics, the tendency of division is to now bring the identity of the structure upon the people that compose the structure. So now when I look at a person... I see them not as an individual made in the image of God. I see them as a Democrat. I see them as a Republican. I see them as someone who voted for Biden. I see them as somebody who voted for Trump. I see them as somebody who voted for Bush. I see them as somebody who voted for Obama. And so I don't see now their identity in the fullness of who god made them i see them as identified by their politics and i have bought into the deception of the identity of the world okay the cosmos the structure and i no longer buy into the identity of them as created in the image and likeness of god himself and that is a scary thing so Um, Once we can do that, once we can buy into the deception of the world to say their identity is most likely and most greatly defined as part and parcel of a structure, then I have already begun the process of dehumanizing them. And now my war, my struggle that I'm trying to reach out and to uh, change and bring about the kingdom of God is now no longer directed towards these... Governors and principles and powers and all this stuff that's in the spiritual realms now It's directed to someone that is my own flesh and blood in front of my face And that 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 is where the devil deceives us and he is so happy to do it so happy to do it (laughs) And he loves to see it when we do that and we fall into this because now it's like aha See I got him I got him they're fighting against the people the very people that God loves because they think they're fighting against a structure in the world. But they're not. They're fighting the people. And that is what the devil wants. And most, especially when the people of God can fall for that. Ooh, ooh, that makes him happy. So, God knows all this. is not a surprise. His forgiveness extends to us. And he knows that eh, we don't get it. And, and God is so gracious in the midst of all of this. He knows we don't get it. Um, he sees we don't get it. Nonetheless... What is our position to be? So here, here comes the key. Again, the key is to wage war on the spiritual aspect of the structure. And there, I've, if you go back and listen to Evil Structures, you can hear about how we do that. Um, but the key is, is to see the people that are part of that structure as children of God. And our role now is to show love, to show mercy, to show kindness to these people, and to bring them out of that structure, so now they are participating in the kingdom of God, and they are no longer holding an allegiance to the structure. Now they're holding allegiance to God. So. Uh, what does this look like? And, and really, the idea—the idea, the idea here—is that you're trying to prick the conscience of the person. You're trying to prick and inspire a move of the Holy Spirit within this person to bring them to the point where they must make a decision. Just like God spoke to Cain after he was, after his sacrifice was not accepted, God spoke to him and said, "Hey, why is your face down, Don't you know that if you do good, you will be accepted?" The option, the choice, is now in front of their face. What are they going to do? Are they going to do good? Or are they going to support the structure they are a part of? This is very, 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 very key and clutch. And this is, the early church got this, and they got it good. And this is what actually started undoing Rome from the inside out, and this is why a lot of the emperors were flipping out and persecuting Christians, because it was undoing their society from the inside out. This truly was the kingdom of God acting, because now, if I'm a master... And I have a slave, I have this economic relationship with this person that works within my household, and I can tell them what to do, and I can mistreat them, and I can do all sorts of evil to them. And yet, I'm hearing from God, through uh, the teaching of the Apostle Paul and the other letters there, and the teaching of Christ, I'm supposed to do good to those who hate me. Because now, in Christ, there is no longer slave nor free there is no master nor servant so now when I see my master I don't see them as this identity of oh this is the social structure of which I am a part of and now uh, this is the master I'm the servant no I see them as a future potential brother in Christ and so I love them I love them they treat me poorly but I love them back they say mean things to me and I say good things to them because I love them they do evil to me but I do good to them because I love them because God has loved me and that love has so radically transformed me to the core of who I am that I can no longer do evil to people I am only doing good and love to them and that I mean what do you do if you're a master (laughs) you're beating this guy Uh, you know they made a mistake that doesn't mean becoming a Christian you don't make mistakes you make a mistake and they beat you beat the, the snot out of them and they're like yes yes master I love you yes, sir, I love you. Oh, you know, I'm sorry I made the mistake. I, I admit it. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And now I'm going to do better. Thank you for correcting me and go on. Like, what? What was that? <laughs> it's totally radically, totally, it, it's something that's so radical and different than what you'd expect. So now when we're part of these structures, and let's say I see a neutral structure do something evil, whether it be Republican or Democrat, whatever it may be, My goal is no longer to be like, oh, you Democrats, oh, you Republicans, how dare you? No, my goal now is to show love and kindness and joy to them Um, and bring them to the point where if they're going to continue to do evil, they need to recognize that even though they do evil, that love is still there. They're being brought to a point of decision, just as Jesus brought um, those in the synagogue to a point of decision on that Sabbath day, many, many, many years ago, where he said, he brought this man who had a withered hand in front of and said, tell me, what is, what is good? To do good on the Sabbath or to do evil? Are you going to stand up and protect this structure and leave this man under his uh, slavery? Or are you going to decide to do good even though it means infringing upon the structure and bring this man into health and bring him into liberty that's the choice and that is our role in front of these structures to bring everyone that participates within them into that same choice you can continue to do evil by supporting this structure You can continue to do uh, that which is of the world by supporting and being part of the structure. Or you can make a decision and you can decide to do that which is good. You can decide to do that which is aligned with the kingdom of God. You can decide to do that which brings life. As God shows us is the best way to bring life. And then at that point, they have to make their decision um there's a, a book I' will talk about later but one of the examples in this book is, is a person who was very convicted that they could not participate in any sort of military action and so they did not sign up for the, the special service special selection service whatever it is you know thing for the for the draft and um, this person was very much convicted that his Christian conviction is more of a like of a Mennonite type uh, uh, denomination. Very um, anti-war, much uh, peace and love. And so he was. He said he would not sign up for uh, selective service. That's what it is. And so they brought him to court because of it. And, and they said, well, can't you say you're part of this group or that group? And he said, no, I just follow Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe what he says. And I refuse to do evil, to do harm, to do violence to anyone else around me. And I'm not going to qualify, I'm not going to apply for an exemption of anything. All I'm going to do is say is, I follow Jesus. And that's all I did. And the judge said, but if you would just say you're part of this group, if you'd just say you're part of this group, then I wouldn't have to punish you. And he said, no, if you need to punish me, if that's what the law demands that you punish me, then punish me. But I will only do that which Jesus has asked of me. And the judge was so frustrated because now the judge had to make the decision. Does he follow the law? Does he do what the structure says? Or does he do something good? And the judge was so mad. He was so perplexed. He was so, he's like, I know what the law says. And I know what I have to do to you. And I don't want to do it because you're a good guy. You have shown respect here. You've shown love here. You've shown there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing anything wrong. And yet the law obliges me to punish you. That, that is how you break a structure. (laughs) That is how you show the love of God in a spot. That is how you show the, the grace and peace and kindness and joy of God and the kingdom of God in a spot where all of a sudden you broke it. You brought it to a point where the law, which is determined to do, punish evildoers, and and rightly so, now, in its essence, where it is flawed, is being revealed, exposed, and now every individual that's part of it has to make the decision, do I follow this, or now do I follow God? That, that is how we take on any kind of structure that has really walked away from its call to follow God. So, We're here to save the people out of this world, out of this mess that we're in. So, that's it for structures. Um, May God bless you richly, deeply, truly. May God give you grace, may he give you peace and wisdom as you vote. Um, May have mercy upon our nation as we're in the midst of this chaos and turmoil, that we may hear his voice clearly do his will, and that disunity would not reign here, but that his kingdom would come, and we'd be ready to show love, to show grace, to show peace in the midst of all this. We ask this in the powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next week.